hey, it's that serious issue we need to talk about. We're your hosts, Isabel and Elizabeth. Welcome to Avocado, an advocacy podcast by Youth for All. Today's episode is a bit more serious and less lighthearted than usual. And as well, we will be discussing accountability in government and the tests uh, about it we have seen in recent weeks. Furthermore, we're going to try something new out this week, which is an unedited episode. So you're going to hear a lot of ums, mostly from me. Isabel doesn't really um, but I do. (laughs) So welcome to our new series. We don't actually know what it's going to be called at this point, but we're probably going to launch a questionnaire on our Instagram. Um, But it's technically just about current events. This week, we're going to be talking about uh, a lot of the vacations, the fun things MLAs and MPs have been... uh, having in the past month uh, that didn't make much sense but you'll you'll understand <laughs> okay so every month once a month we'll just be coming to you with some current events uh yeah also thank you to ali ward for the intro and a small disclaimer we're recording this from canada and this is a canada focused episode so if you're not interested we probably will do some current events in on the u.s and uh, what is it not accounting yeah misinformation next week and also, a part of our disclaimer, as always, this is just our opinions. Okay, so background if you're a U.S. listener. Uh, in Canada, there are, like, two main, you know, government, like, branches, not branches, level of government. There's federal and provincial. At the federal level, you have your member of parliament, so that's, like, your representative. It's like the U.S. representative, like the House, right? That's what it's like. And then there's, at the provincial lever, le- lever, sorry, level, there's um, MLA, which is a member of the Legislative Assembly, and there's also your premier, so that's the leader of the government party at the provincial level. But mostly we're just going to focus on Alberta today, which is a province in the southwest. It's a prairie province. It's sandwiched between BC and Saskatchewan. Uh, I got you, my geography nerds. Okay, so what happened and who does it involve? Basically, all of these government officials from a specific party is called the UCP, the United Conservative Party of Alberta, went outside Canada or traveled outside of their homes when federal guidelines clearly stated that you should not be leaving your home or your region for non-essential travel. So basically, unless someone's like on their deathbed, and even then, you shouldn't be going to visit them, obviously, to limit spread. Isabel, do you yeah. want to- um, so basically, the first one, the first person we're going to talk about is Tracy Allard. So she's the MLA of Grand Prairie, and she deals with UCP municipal affairs as well. So what she did is she went to Hawaii during Christmas, this Christmas, Christmas 2020, um, because it's a 17-year-old family tradition which you know covid there's a lot of people breaking traditions like your, your tradition might be to meet up with your family or whatever but she decided not to and to travel to hawaii anyways anyway she had to resign as municipal affairs uh minister and apparently a lot of the slogan the media or whatever generated um a cool alliteration actually aloha allard <laughs> yeah um so elizabeth has a yeah, I have some stuff to say about this. So when this, like, first broke in the news, I thought it was, like, the most absurd thing ever. I honestly couldn't believe it. And this isn't just one person, so we're not just going to blame her for it. It's quite a few people we're going to be talking about. But, like, my first, like, point of contention was, like, 
you're like attending a funeral when your family member dies is also a tradition, right? Like the definition of a tradition is the transmission of customs or beliefs from generation to generation, or the fact of being passed on this, on the in this way. So obviously, like visiting someone on their deathbed is a tradition. Why are you still still carrying out traditions like going to Hawaii? And on top of that, uh, Miss Allard responded with, "This was an incredible lack of judgment." Uh, when she was describing her trip and quote I know that I'm held to a higher standard and in retrospect I definitely made the wrong decision of course in retrospect you made the wrong decision but even you planned you packed your bags you went to see your family members of course in retrospect you made the wrong decision <laughs> but you shouldn't have to wait it's, till retrospect yeah to it's understand done that. and even if you're not held to a higher standard there's like thousands of millions of people in Canada who would usually go on vacations or whatever, visit family, do even like attend funerals, weddings that they haven't been doing as a result of COVID. But she just decides to go to Hawaii because it's a family tradition, you know, like. Yeah. And then some other comments from other people. There's this guy named Marty Chan, I guess, on Twitter. I just saw his tweet. He said, when Minister Allard says she went to Hawaii because it was a 17 year family tradition, does it sound like she's saying her family is more important than your family? Just me? And furthermore, Isabel's just going to talk about public figures. Yeah, so, like, furthermore, she's supposed to be a public figure. Like, as she stated herself, she's held to a higher standard, which is true. And she chose it because she chose to become a politician, where she's being a leader for others. She chose to get herself elected to represent others. So what type of representation is it if she's telling everyone one thing and then going and doing the next and trying to hide it at that yeah, so that's we're gonna be discussing this a bit more later in the episode, but I'm just gonna go through some other people. Uh, Jeremy Nixon, an MLA of Calgary Klein, went to Hawaii. Uh, Tanya Fur traveled to Las Vegas in the U.S. In July, she and Jason Kenney made a video telling Canadians to stay home and stay safe. She also posted a video on December 23rd in Carberg Park, which is in her constituency in Calgary, Pegan, I think it's how you say it. However, she was actually in Las Vegas visiting her sister, and so. Um, her response to, you know, the, uh, the backlash after this was, quote, Albertans have done a tremendous job following public health guidelines, and I commend them. I recently traveled to the U.S. to visit my sister. I've since returned and will abide by the Premier's new travel directive. I sincerely apologize for the situation wholeheartedly. Uh, I don't think that's wholehearted, personally. <laughs> for um, people, both of us, people who have been in, like, been in our city for basically, like, the whole of winter break, I don't think any of these MLAs have any right to say like, oh, I'm sorry about this. It's, this is not funny. Like they're treating it like this is just, okay, no, COVID's gonna be done. It's like not something to worry about. It obviously is something to worry about. There's been huge outbreaks in long-term care centers and that's like basically showing a complete disregard and lack of respect for these people there. Also the fact that she lied like she made the whole thing like while she was on exactly uh, the, she posted the video while she was in las vegas that implied that she was staying in alberta and not traveling right which is very like backhanded yeah it's really two-faced i think from my perspective and then the fourth guy i mean there's a lot more people but this is just another guy jamie huckabee the premier's uh chief of staff traveled to the uk then when the travel ban was called on the UK, he went around that and he went to the US and then came back to Canada because in the UK there was been like a like there was like a strain, right, of COVID-19 that was called. So 
yeah, these are just a few people all part of the UCP party. And the common trends are just that the MLAs would record videos of themselves in their constituencies before leaving on vacation, then post them on Christmas Eve. Like, I know that this is like a thing they do. Like, they just record them ahead of time and then they post them so they don't actually have to record them on the day of. But that's so shady, especially if you're going somewhere. That's like, the, you are planning for this. It's like premeditation, right? Like when you have a murder, mm -hmm. you know, like if, if you have evidence of premeditation, then you're going to be charged higher. Same with this. I'm not comparing this to a murder, but like, you know, there was planning involved. And as well, MLAs would talk about how they were sorry or regretted the trip. But like, obviously... You've already done it. So. Yeah, like and you and you wouldn't have apologized if you wouldn't have been if you hadn't been found out. Like if no if the nobody had like figured out that they had went on vacation, there would have been nothing said about it. Nobody would know. They wouldn't have apologized. They wouldn't have felt regret. It's like the regret you feel for being caught, not the regret for actually exactly. doing the action. Exactly. It's like why did you even put yourself in that situation if you knew you were going to get a bunch of flack? And my question is, if the media didn't find out that this happened, would they actually say that? No. They want to preserve exactly. themselves. So what this vibe is giving me is that they don't actually care about being in public office. They more care about the power they can use when they're holding that office because they think it puts them above the law or something. Okay, so uh, we're just going to talk about the effects on youths and adults now. Um, I think this provides like a horrible example for youth because it shows these government MLAs think, like, firstly, they're superior to the people they represent, which is completely untrue. They're ordinary citizens. Nobody is above the law in Canada. Uh, second, the rules don't apply to them, or they're above the rules. And then, sec like, thirdly, as we already stated, two-sidedness, two-faced uh, behavior. So in a country like Canada, in a developed country with such a strong democracy, this should never be allowed to happen. And yeah, like, they does. weren't even fired. Like yeah. at the oh, federal yeah, level, I think uh, one of the ministers of ju yeah. under Justin Trudeau went on vacation, and I, th I forget the gender, but they were fired. Mm -hmm. Whereas in this province, they aren't fired because apparently, um, according to rumors, I was reading news stories when this um, mm -hmm. was hap just happened, and if Jason Kenney had to fire his cabinet, he would have had to fire like half of the cabinet. That's yeah. how many people were going away on vacation and not abiding by the rules that they themselves had set out for everybody else to follow. Yeah, and then the other thing we learn about in the social curriculum is that like you can never really fire an MLA. Like they're still gonna the only way to really like remove an MLA from office is to not vote for them in the next election, which is what, in like two or three years, um, for mm -hmm. Alberta. And this like is like obviously, okay, I heard, I did hear a story, right? You can't remove an MLA, but Jason Kenney does have the power to kick them out of the UCP party. So this did happen for one guy. Um, he wasn't abiding the rules. He went on vacation. He came back. He wasn't listening. He wasn't attending anything. And Jason Kenney like straight out just kicked him out of the party. And I think that's what should be done for the whole caucus or the people who like went on vacation. Exactly. Yeah, of course. This this at the end of the day, this just hurts the constituents more because now this guy that got kicked out of the party has like basically no power in the legislature. Le legislative like government because he's on his own now he's an independent he's not in the UCP party anymore and it hurts the constituents at the end of the day more than the ML MLA himself so but I do think that Jason Kenney should be using his power to kick these people out because like making an example rather than tolerating exactly. it and this also gives youth the wrong idea right like they, like they shouldn't vote because government is like a load of people that don't represent them their citizens correctly anyway but if you're a youth that's listening to this it seems skeptical of democracy or the voting process after this event please don't be this is what voting is for this is the power you have as a voter you can vote out in irresponsible mlas and representatives and thus you must exercise your power to vote 
so that the government is kept accountable. Without voters, without this power, people would be doing all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah, it also gives youth the idea, or just everyone in general, the idea that, like, if the people who you elected you to represent you aren't even following these the regulations, why should you have to follow the regulations, right? Like, they're not following them, so obviously they must not be important. Whereas it's, exa- it's, it's the exact opposite. You must be following, otherwise the pandemic will last longer, right? And I don't think anybody really wants that. Yeah, so this event and COVID-19 in general has definitely highlighted some severe cracks in our systems. Um, at the end of the day, please co- follow COVID rules. More people who follow them and stay safe means less deaths and thus less people getting sick and less time spent in quarantine with these measures. Yeah, um, COVID-19, there's also the vaccine out now, which is really exciting, but also it's, we're not quite at the end yet. You can't, we can't just suddenly relax and be like, oh, the vaccine's out. We we can do whatever we want. Yeah, exactly. You can't just do that because there's the different strains and there's still people dying every day, like the hospitals, Yeah, there was a huge outbreak in a long-term care facility near where we Mm -hmm. live. And yeah, the faster people abide by these guidelines, the faster we get out of this. Like you could argue about the economy or whatever, but at the end of the day, you still need to wear your mask and you still need to wash your hands. And those things will probably never be, they're probably gonna become very ubiquitous. Is that how you say the word? Like they won't be obsolete for a while. I think we're gonna be wearing masks for a while and you know, limiting contact sports and things like that. It feels like Um, so weird. Just like think about being in a large crowd now. It feels so, for. Like, and when you see people like yeah. hugging and like touching each other in public in like movies and stuff it's like oh. <laughs> COVID. Um, there's like another thing we can talk about really quick if you want julie payette uh governor general my favorite yeah so she resigned i think due to the pressure because apparently she was not treating her staff right yeah, basically, like, they, there was, like, a report going into, like, her working conditions and people at, like, Rideau Hall, which is where she resides. And there's been, like, I think a lot of red flags with her. First, like, she wanted all this huge, like, construction at Rideau Hall. And second, like, there's been a lot of allegations that her and her assistant have been, like, treating their employees badly. And at the end of the day, I think this, in general, I've read some stuff, just makes us want to reconsider, um, like, the role of the governor general Okay, if you didn't know and you live in the U.S., the governor general is basically someone who signs off on bills because we are still a commonwealth country, so we're connected to England. Um, the governor general is someone who, like, basically, like, just signs off on things and give, gives royal assent so bills can be passed into law. But really, it's, like, a very, like, from my standpoint, I guess, it's, it's, like, it's like, a really... It's ceremonial. It's, like, you don't actually need the government. They don't actually have any, like, real decision-making power. So I mean, at really the end of the day, they can, they can block laws and stuff, yeah, but, but it's like never most of the time power. they don't do that. I think in Alberta, one year, there was a bill that was trying to be passed that would uh, make the media not able be able to say certain things. Um, and the governor general, whatever, at the provincial level. Lieutenant government. Yeah, lieutenant <laughs> governor. Government, governor. Um, uh, didn't refuse to sign off on that, which is obviously like a very good use of the power that they're granted. But other than that, there's not many they instances. Don't, they don't even do where, much. Yeah, I know exactly. we learn about them, but like they don't do much. I'm not gonna lie. So uh, to hear that she's mistreating people and saying that she's smarter than people because she's an astronaut and she has much more education than them is just 
that's such a gross uh, mis like abuse of power, and I think that's honestly despicable. Your education and your um, your like the letters in front of your name or whatever don't get, like dictate that you can be mean to another human being. You're, you guys mm -hmm. are all on the same level. Like you you like, can't just discriminate against someone because they have like less education than you. If anything, it just means you came from more privilege and better backgrounds, so you could go into better education. So really, mm -hmm. the way she's treating these people just breaks my heart. Yeah. And at the end of the day, people, like, we were discussing this uh, a few weeks ago in school. Like, people won't remember you for, like, oh, yeah. the letters after your in name. Like, your name. Your, in Before front of your name. name. Yeah. <laughs> they won't remember, they'll, they'll remember you for, like, what you, what did. you did. And them. I, like, she, Julie Payette now, like, she might be remembered as someone who created a toxic work environment, right, rather yeah, than... Yeah, instead of a very cool, like, astronaut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. However, she still gets her six-figure pension, which... Oh, we love that for her. Not that she does anything, but... Anyway. <laughs> okay, that's the end of the episode this week. All right. Hope Hopefully it. it wasn't too bad, because it'll be unedited, and we will see you guys next week. Um